episode of Locked on Lightning. We discussed the Lightning's loss to the Colorado Avalanche. We discussed how they did it. Uh, very, very down of a game uh, to end like that in, in a shootout. We'll get into that and recap it all and break it down, as well as discuss the Lightning's opponent tonight, the Buffalo Sabres, what the Lightning could do to get past that team. All that and more on today's episode. Please go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Or even on our YouTube page, we'll start getting some stuff up more on that later on. As well as follow the show on social media at LO underscore lightning on Instagram. uh, I mean, on Twitter, excuse me. And lockdown underscore lightning on Instagram. Go ahead and do that. Really helps the show a lot. And without further ado, let's play that music. Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? Uh, happy Monday. Just like to thank all of you for making Locked on Lightning your first listen of the day because we know you are the best fans and listeners in the world. So, of course, you're listening to this show uh, to start your day or to start your lunch or wherever you're listening this, making this your first podcast of the day to listen to. Uh, on today's episode, of course, like we, like I uh, teased at the top of the show, we'll discuss the Lightning's obvious loss on Saturday to the Colorado Avalanche. What went wrong? What went well? Uh, just a lot of things not really bouncing in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning, most notably the puck. It was a very strange night. Uh, if anybody, if you want to go back and watch the game, it's very, it, I don't know if it was the ice conditions just to start off. I don't know it, what it was, but it just seemed like nobody really had a firm grasp on the puck. I know obviously a lot of people around the NHL uh, in the past and the present have said that they don't like playing in Tampa, which is fine. I mean, nobody has to like playing anywhere, but a lot of people don't like playing in Amelie just because of the ice conditions. Some people claim that the ice conditions are not as good there, obviously, because of the humidity and, you know, the Florida weather, which, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to adjust to the conditions regardless. So, I mean, if they're going to use that as an excuse to not play well against the Lightning or to drop a game there, then that's between you and the hockey gods. I'm not going to sit here and question um, your excuses. But anyway, let's talk about uh, that game. I mean, that game was just a strange game. I felt like the Lightning were always a good bounce away from taking control of this game. The Lightning never really had control of this game, I believe. the one thing that really stands out and that's really where the trouble started for the lightning is that it and this dates all the way back from the last couple of seasons i've stated this on past episodes and if you haven't listened to those episodes please go ahead and listen to those because i have constantly been saying it for the longest time the lightning just are in a better position and I, i mean this is with any nhl team or in any sport any professional team or regardless of what sport you're playing and at what level, it's always a good idea to get yourself out to an early lead, to be the one to get on the board first. And it's been proven in the past that the Lightning, when they score first, 
I would say probably, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I've watched enough Lightning games. I've, I've over the last couple of years, obviously, I cover this team for for professionally, and I would have to say probably 95% of the time when the Lightning are the team to score first, they win games. And so far this year, the Lightning have not scored in the first period of a game, of a, of a regular season game. And not only is that troubling, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are also the only team in the National Hockey League as of now, as of today of October 25th, 2021, are the only team to have not scored in the first period of a game. Which is, if you're going to call yourself to the defending champs, I mean, yes, I, we, could, we could go down the list of the things that are different with this team this year. And yes, we could, we could say that those things are somewhat working against the Lightning at this point in time. Yes, but the Lightning still are, have a lot of their core players. They, they are, they, they, you've seen certain situations where those core players, nothing has changed with them. It, the only thing that has changed is that they're, no, they're another year older. And yes, you're missing guys top scorers like Nikita Kucherov and yes this team is probably the best team in the NHL without a doubt with 86 on the ice but even when he's not on the ice and you saw it all last season in a condensed season where this team was playing every other day they were still a very good team and yes that you've you you had different personnel on different lines back then but even this year you still have very good players uh, probably only off the top of my head, you probably have three or four players that are different. And those players are fully capable of, even if they cannot score goals immediately right now, for example, Corey Perry, who has been struggling big time to get in the back of the net start the season, which we'll get into a little later on, but he is still very capable of contributing to scoring. And you saw it in this game. I believe it was on the Braden Point goal to tie it right before we went into overtime. Corey Perry was parked right in front of the net. And even though he didn't get a point on the sheet for that, I mean, that's as, that's as good as anything, creating traffic in front of the net. And that's what the Lightning really didn't do a good job of until the second period. So in the first period, the thing that stuck out to me is that the Bolts were unable to deal with the constant pressure that the that the Colorado Avalanche were throwing their way and you really got to tip your cap to the Avalanche because the Avalanche and the Lightning both coming off losses ironically to the same team the Florida Panthers at the same time they've also been on a kind of a skid as themselves and these teams are very similar the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning and in, in terms of style, the way they perform, just the, the personnel that they have on their team, both these teams are almost identical, other than when it comes to the goaltender situation. Obviously, Andre Vasilevsky is head and shoulders a lot better than Darcy Kemper. But Darcy Kemper, in this game also, you got to give him a tip of the cap, played very well, made a lot of very good saves, kept his team in it. Um, on a lot of good quality shots. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the Lightning just not being able to execute down low. Uh, yeah, the, you saw the Stamkos goal later on in the game right there, deflection in front. But for the most part, the Lightning haven't been doing a good job of capitalizing on pucks in front of the net. 
And and we saw that there was a lot of high scoring chances in this game for the Lightning. And that's what ultimately, I think, led to this game going into a shootout, which is really, really, when you look at it, it's really just the flip of the coin. You know, really, when it comes to a shootout, yes, your goaltender still has to perform and, you know, the, the, the shooters still have to have to do somewhat of of, you know, stick handling to to kind of make the goalie make uh work for it but you know really at the end of the day i i believe the only the only the only party that serves that this serves and benefits from benefits from shootouts is the fans and you know the lightning and andre vasileski haven't really done a good job and career-wise uh, over the last couple seasons as well andre vasileski most notably coming into this game only 84 percent save percentage in shootout so you know obviously even the best goaltender in the world has a couple of flaws um, but that's neither here or there the big story obviously in this game was in regulation in overtime mostly regulation uh, so yeah the lightning they they weren't able to handle what the avalanche threw at them early on in the game that's why they fell behind that's that's really clear-cut right there explanation um, the other thing that stuck out to me in this game is uh, Corey Perry I mentioned it before Corey Perry just trying to be too fine around the net had a lot of backdoor chances and not just him this team in general had a lot of chances in low a lot of chances where I think if you sink those I think the Lightning win this game 5-3 possibly 6-3 that's how many chances they had now at the same time, Darcy Kemper, like I said, did a very good job uh, keeping the puck out of the net. But really, for the most part, the Lightning weren't hitting net on these chances. So, yes, there was chance. I, I would say 50% of it was the Lightning just not being able to just put the puck right ahead of them with an open net. And at the same time, Darcy Kemper just playing big in the moment when his team needed it. Uh, as well as the other story with Corey Perry, just not having a good start to the season through five games, zero points plus minus of minus four on 12 shots through those games. Um, I'm not too worried about him. You could see it though in the body language that he is very frustrated, but I, he, he's one of those players lives in front of the net. Uh, you're probably going to see, you know, once he gets a couple of, once the lightning start to get more shots on through traffic, which you see in the last couple of games, they've been doing a very good job of that. I firmly believe that they will, they will get those shots in through and, Perry will be responsible for a couple of deflections uh, for goals later on. So keep an eye out for that. I'm not too concerned about Corey Perry. This is his 17th year in the league. Uh, the guy the guy has years of experience. He has a 50-goal season. I mean, you, you the, the amount of just professionalism oozing off this guy, uh, I'm not worried about him. And by the way, just a little plug here. If you haven't listened to it yet, uh, we had an interview in the offseason, I believe back in August, with Corey Perry. He came on the show to discuss coming to Tampa, playing with some new friends, some old friends as well, Patrick Maroon and Steven Stamkos, uh, recruiting him over the last couple of years uh, to, the, to, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So go and check that out. What a great episode once again. Um, 
But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other things that the Lightning struggled with in this game. Uh, and that's really what the theme was. The Lightning just struggled. They just struggled to really consistently get anything going. And a large part of that had to do with just the Avalanche playing well. And, and as well as also, you know, the Lightning just not being in sync with certain things uh, yet early on in the season. Before we get into that, let's re- go to one of today's sponsors. And that is directtv.stream. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all your entertainment you love without the hassle. Directtv.stream brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Gotta love it. So stop waiting and get your TV together with directtv.stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And we are back here on Locked on Lightning, continuing it for segment two. Once again, I want to thank all of you for making this show your first listen of the day because, I mean, what's better? little lightning hockey to listen to, whether it's during your lunch break, on your way home, uh, getting ready for tonight's game against the Sabres. Definitely going to talk about that before the show ends, so keep stick around for that. But we're here still talking about and examining that lost to Colorado because it was, you know, even though it was a not a good game really on the Lightning's part and it, I mean, let's face it, the games that the Lightning have played thus far this season, just rocky all around. Win, loss, just rocky, rocky play from this team. Um, and they're struggling. That's what, and, and Coach Cooper said after the game, though, I'm not going to read the full quote. I'm not going to read the quote in its entirety. I'm just going to read from memory, obviously. He basically, to sum it up, said that, you know, they played, they, they didn't start off well. And they played well enough, though, to get themselves into OT. And they had enough chances in OT where they could have ended it. And that was an absolute right, obviously, on the spot uh, um, point from Coach Cooper. That That's what it really was. The Lightning got off to a slow start, which has been pretty much the story for every game this year. And thus far has yet to win a game in, in regulation. And that's a little concerning. Still... We're, we're five games in, and the Lightning have yet to win a game in regulation. And I, I, I'm curious as to what Coach Cooper is going to do to fix that. Because he doesn't strike me, and he hasn't shown it in the past either, that changing around the lines is something that he likes to do. He, he's Coach Cooper, we have saw the last couple of seasons, if he feels that something works, whether it's in practice or in a game, he's going to stick to it regardless. And I, I think that's the best course of action right now. I think it would be a little too drastic right now if we're going to change things around. The only reason why uh, he moved Perry up in the in the lines is because of the Kucherov injury. But I think even if Kucherov was on this team and they were playing the same way, I still think he would keep it. Now, I, I'm curious as to how what he's going to do and how they're going to approach certain sets when they go into the zone. But I think they need to get back to to cycling the puck around the zone. And we spoke about this last year when they struggled, is that the Lightning rely too much on the track race. You know, the, the NHL is, is it, they're, they're evolving through 
right right here through our eyes and the league has taken notice of what the lightning have been able to do over the last four or five seasons and that is basically outskate everyone and we saw it last year where there was kind of a little bit of a shift where the rest of the league was skating well. We saw it with the Panthers. They're starting to be a team who's really going to be able to adjust well to these track races. Obviously, the Colorado Avalanche have been doing that out in the West for a couple of years now, too. So that's the thing that what it's really come to. Can the Lightning adjust? Can they can they go to the track race hockey, the breakaway hockey, the transitional hockey, which they're so good at, at times when they really need it and when the situation calls for it? But can they also go into the zone, set it up, and look for the open shot or the or the the very good one-timer or high-scoring chances in front of the net. That's where it's really going to get down to the nitty-gritty in an 82-game season because really what the Lightning need to do is they need to play smart hockey instead of just relying on their physical and, and just their raw talents. You know, I think what they really need to do now, especially in this in this league where you have a lot of young talent, you got to take advantage of maybe some of that inexperience is you really got to play smart hockey. And I think that's really what's going to come down to it is that if the Lightning want to want to succeed and get back and make a deep playoff run, they're going to have to play smart hockey and they're not going to have to rely. They're, they're not going to want to rely too much on Andre Vasilevsky, even though Andre Vasilevsky in this game really was the reason why they kept in it. Uh, the Lightning, for certain times and certain sequences throughout this game, really were playing on their heels. And, you know, when it comes down to it, I think if you if the goaltenders were switched, you know, unfortunately, if you have a, a goaltender, if you had Brian Elliott in this game, I think the Lightning would have lost this 4-1. You know, and I'm not taking anything away from Brian Elliott, who's yet to play in an NHL game this year, who I, I think he's going to get a chance tonight, either tonight or tomorrow night uh, against Buffalo or Pittsburgh. So you'll see him in the next couple of days. But I think that, you know, it's kind of a luxury, obviously, when you have the best goaltender in the world who could bail you out and keep you in games. But there's got to be a point where the Lightning are going to have to take, take control on the ice and they're going to have to go out and bite first. And I'm still waiting for that. The other thing that's really concerning about this team right now, other than jumping out to leads and just kind of switching things up, is the power play. 16%. Not good. Tied for the 21st in the league. Obviously, a lot of people like to say, well, without Cooch out there to quarterback the power play, uh, to really be able to play possession hockey along the half boards on the circle. Yeah, it, that's that's something that the Lightning do miss, but we saw it last season. They were able to, to do without that. And I think what you have to do is you have to go out there, like I said, be able to set it up in the zone, allow guys, allow your defensemen, like like Chernak, Sergachev, Hedman, be able to quarterback uh, quarterback the, the power plays, especially Sergachev, who has done a fantastic job over the last two seasons, and I, I think really should the Lightning as also, and I mentioned this on the last show, but I'll, uh, just to kind of branch off, is that the Lightning haven't been able to pl- they haven't really been playing their defensemen deep. Uh, you've really been seeing them at the top of the point, which really is your standard positioning for a defenseman, where the Lightning over the last couple of seasons and was really the, the key to their success offensively and on the power play and, and the, the, the five on five was 
them playing their defensemen deep, giving them a lot more shots from the point, which, I mean, if you look at the stats, the defensemen are getting shots on net, but really they're not that high quality especially from that far out where there's no traffic sometimes and the goaltender could see the shot coming from a mile away you know it's not like al mcginnis who could pump off a a slap shot from the point at 100 plus miles per hour so that's the other thing that the lightning need to keep in mind and i think obviously coach cooper has addressed it i you know you're not you're not the best coach in the nhl and and in the world and about to coach team canada in the olympics and you know completely miss this stuff Uh, on the other side of that you know unfortunately yes the lightning haven't been able to capitalize like i said on the power play but the positive is that on the pk they've been able to do a very good job and you know part of it is really that the lightning draw too many penalties i mean what else is new this has been that's been the story for them over the last couple of seasons and now with this whole um cross-checking call that, you know, this initiative that the refs are going to start doing this year, where if you haven't really picked up on it yet, the NHL really wants to cut down on the amount of cross-checks. They want to start calling that a lot more. Um, Actually, it had to do dating back. That's when I believe the, 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 the decision was really made was after a hit, a cross check on Kucherov. I, but I actually believe it was in the cup finals against the Canadians this past this past finals. But yeah, they're going to start doing that, and I'm sure the Lightning are going to draw are going to take their fair share of cross checking penalties this season. So actually, there was a cross. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a cross checking penalty. It could have been called cross checking, but there was a there was um, a hit that Stamkos laid on Gerard in OT that I believe if that that was in regulation they would have called that and could have possibly been a game misconduct so I think it was just the 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 refs kind of letting the guys play in in OT and letting things play out that way where we we kind of got away with some with a with a call that could have not gone in their favor um the lightning just need to continue to execute and kill power plays until they get their act together on the offensive side of things that's really what it comes down to I do like, though, the one thing that the Lightning have also been doing, and we've seen this at certain times, especially in the playoffs, is that when they don't have a particularly good first period, they do get it going in the second. Now, sometimes that really doesn't help when you're maybe down one or two goals. It, I mean, it does get things going in the right direction, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where you would rather see that from the opening puck drop. And so, but I have to say, I have to commend their effort in the, in the second period. It was really nice to see them move the puck, you know, the, the a lot more puck movement as well as activity in front of the net. I mean, we saw that in the first period, but not at this frequency. So it was good to see them kind of turn it on and kind of be the team on the move and, and not be the team on their heels for once in the game. Uh, it paid off on a goal later on in the second on the Matthew Joseph goal to tie the game. Uh, the puss, the puck also took a weird, weird bounce at that point. So, I mean, you could kind of chalk that up to the ice. And yeah, like I stated at the top of the show, very, very weird, just game in terms of the puck just bouncing all over the place, like it was a, like it was a pinball. Uh, so, you know, this was that's what made Vasilevsky's performance in this a lot more uh, spectacular. So you got to chalk that up to the big cat. Obviously, he's been a Vezina Trophy winner. I mean, can't 
candidate, excuse me. I, I mix it up because he really should have won the last couple of years. But, you know, unfortunately, maybe one can make the argument that, yes, Connor Hallibuck should have won. But last year, I mean, that was just maybe a little bit more egregious, uh, him not being able to take one home. But you know what? I'll take two Stanley Cup rings over Vezina trophies. And I believe the same thing. Uh, Vazzy said the same thing at one point as well. Uh, we'll get in, into the rest of the game as well as just preview uh, very quickly tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? So there's something for everyone. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, Double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on of all the flavors you could pick. You could mix and match, or you could just get an entire box of one flavor that you like. And the best part about all these these bars is that they are super healthy. You could have them before a workout. You could have one for breakfast while you're on your way to work. You could have one after a workout so you don't have to eat a big meal. Or you could just eat one as a meal replacement until dinner. Uh, And the best part, yes, they're super healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order yours today because these are fantastic. And the best thing about them, you know how you know they're healthy? Because the U.S track and field team they're the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team so that's how you know that if if olympians are eating those eating these you know that they are the real deal so go to builtbar.com use promo code locked 15 you only get 15 percent off your order that's a promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com and time to continue our little recap in segment three here on locked on lightning uh as well as kind of preview tonight's game. So, yeah, the biggest story of this game was Steven Stamkos uh, netting two points and putting himself second all-time in Lightning history in points. Uh, this is just continuing for... This is a continuation of him just being able to just check things off on his already stellar career, on his resume. Uh, definitely a, a, a future Hall of Famer. I saw some people, you know, and you continue to see it all the time all over Twitter that, you know, people don't think that he's a Hall of Famer. He's been the captain of two Stanley Cup championships. He has a 50, 60 goal seasons. Uh, he's he's going to he's gonna probably win another cup, I believe, before he retires, at least another one. Um, and, and he's not too far away from 1,000 points. He's been an integral part of these teams over the last couple of years as well. So, you know, I mean, come on. He's, he's still – he's making the argument every single day. I mean, if, if Marty St. Louis is, then, you know – and he's going to pass St. Louis this season. I firmly believe that. St. Louis is not too far away. Only 78 points away. If Stamkos could stay healthy, I, I think that he'll catch St. Louis this season uh, as well as, you know, get maybe get to 1,500 at least least before his career is over. I can't see him slowing down like that. The guy is 31 years old, so um, can't wait to see uh, what he does. And he's having a fantastic beginning to the season. Five Through five games played, four goals, nine points. Two of those goals have been power play goals. So, I mean, he's continuing to do Steven Stamkos things, and that's all we could ask for. As long as he stays healthy, uh, that's what you're going to get from this guy. So, in OT, this game, obviously, with the Braden Point goal uh, right at the end, tie the game, send it to OT. Um, 
there were so many backdoor chances for Tampa. I can't believe how many times they missed the net, or how many, even on that, how many cha- how many times that Darcy Kemper was able to slide over and make the save. I mean, it, that was the story. Like I stated at the top of the show, I mean, the entire game was just lightning missing chances, as well as Darcy Kemper just shutting the door. Uh, you know, on, on those chances when they went into the when they were going into the net. So I mean, all all you could do is just sit back and just shake your head. And it, it's just one of those things. It was a weird game, like I said, weird bouncing puck. Lightning had a ton of chances, and uh, they just couldn't execute. Um, and I I always prefer to win the game in, in OT. I if you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the shootout. Yes, it's exciting, and especially if you're in a game such as this. Where where there's a ton of players that you could easily easily put on the first line of any other team in the league. Uh, it's it's very cool to see that and to see that skill uh, on display, especially against a goaltender like Vasilevsky, who unfortunately, believe it or not, if, if you're just joining us, like I say at the top of the show, not very good in shootouts. So it... I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I, I would prefer just continuous overtime. That's just me, but I, I get why the league does it. And I mean, it's just something that I'm just going to have to live with because I'm not a fun person. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, my problem with the shootout is just it's just the flip of a coin situation. Yeah, it takes certain talent, but I mean, it just takes one lucky bounce for a team to 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 win a game on a, on a in a shootout on a shot and and that's why I'm I'm grateful that they don't have this in the playoffs. So, as we all know by now, the Lightning lose 3-2 in the shootout, Bolts drop to 2-2 and 1, 5 points, fifth in the Atlantic Division and they will face the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Buffalo Sabres are off to a great start this year. I still can't believe I'm. those words are coming out of my mouth. If you listen to me on Thursdays with Locked On Avalanche host Chris Masilli, uh, we co-host the Locked On NHL national show. And... We, we do a rankings, a power rankings segment every Thursday. And, and we talk about the teams that have moved up and moved down and all that. And, and we, we've made it very clear that this isn't the Buffalo Sabres hate show. But at the same time, when you look at that roster and you look at, obviously, the whole situation with Jack Eichel being out, I believe the Lightning, I mean, uh, the Sabres also have the lowest paid paid goalie in the league, which is wild to think about. You still look at this team and you wonder how this team is and is is three one and one, seven points. Yes, I, I five games played, but still it's 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 kind of a head scratcher where you look at that and then you look at a team like Montreal who is just getting their first win of the season. So it, it, it's one of those things, and as well as another team in the league, you know, just to name a few that are struggling that you would have never thought. Chicago still still winless through their first five games. Um, so through for their first six games, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those games where I the Lightning. I fully expect them to win this game. I think that Vasilevsky will start tonight. I firmly believe that he'll get the day off tomorrow night against Pittsburgh. So. Obviously, you know, you would like to win this one at least because Pittsburgh, you know, I I think they stole one opening night. I think they just jumped on the lightning relatively quickly in that game. I don't think anybody expected with Malkin and Crosby to be out of that game that this team would be playing like this. 
but here we are. The NHL is very weird league, and a lot of top players right now are are out for the foreseeable future. And the Lightning are just are in the same boat as well with Kucherov. But yeah, expect the Lightning to come out. I think they're going to just come out and just beat up on the Sabers tonight. I I think this is the game where they really and I and I talked about this a little bit last week. If even if the Lightning dropped Saturday's game against the Avalanche, which they did, I still believe that you know this is the game that we'll look back on. And, and see that the Lightning kind of took out their frustrations. This is a game more so to kind of work things out and to be able to kind of um, play with things a little bit. And and we'll see. We'll see. I think this is. I think the Lightning will come out tonight, score. I think you're going to see goals from Ross Colton. I think we're going to see goals from Taylor Radish. I think we're going to see a lot of the young guys uh, get on the board tonight, whether it's points and, or goals. I would like to see Hedman score tonight. I would like to see Braden Point score again tonight, kind of get him on a roll, kind of fill that top score position that we've normally obviously seen from Nikita Kucherov and because we've stated in the past Braden Point is a sneaky 30 goal scorer and I would fully expect him this year to score 40 so I, I think this is where he starts his tear and and you know you got a good schedule coming up and the Lightning should be able to uh, come out and finish the, the month on a good note. So we'll keep you updated as the games go on, of course, like and subscribe to this podcast. So once the podcast drops, you get the notification on the app you listen to. And we'll be back tomorrow recapping the Buffalo game. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.